are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We've got an update on the Reality Steve fan party. We've got an apology already from one of Zach's women. We have an update on one of Zach's women who already has a boyfriend, or actually did, just waited until the episode aired before they could announce it. We've got a ratings update, and are Gabby and Vinny from Jersey Shore dating? Vinny tells us yes or no, and we'll get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Also, if you love the Real Housewives, and then get ready for some Real House guys because Friday nights on MTV are getting fabulous. Don't miss the Real Friends of WeHo, all part of MTV's new Friday nights after RuPaul's Drag Race this Friday at 9, 8 central on MTV. And speaking of Jersey Shore, if you love them, get ready because this season's going to be the biggest family vacation ever. You don't want to miss it. Make sure to watch Jersey Shore Family Vacation. New season begins tomorrow night at 8, 7 central on MTV. All right, yesterday I mentioned for the first time that the Reality Steve Fan Appreciation Party date is set. It is Friday, June 2nd in Las Vegas. And as I explained yesterday, it is first come, first serve, and I've got about 80 to 90 spots that uh, we can max out at. And after day one, we're a quarter of the way there already. So there's interest, and this stuff fills up pretty quickly. So if you are interested in coming, like I said, if you're a Vegas local, I have about 15 to 20 spots set aside for you, the first 15 to 20 from Vegas. Uh, Just tell me how many people in your party are coming. And then once I fill those up, I keep it open. I have to, everyone else from Vegas goes on a waiting list. Anyone else flying in or driving in that is actually paying money for a flight and a hotel room and are, and are doing that and going out of their way to make it to this party, I've got to give them, you know, first dibs on this because it's a big ask of people. I know the party doesn't cost anything, but it does cost you, obviously, most people to fly get a hotel room and whatnot. So you don't have to stay at Mandalay Bay where the party is. You can stay wherever you want. The party is Friday night, June 2nd. It's going to be similar like the previous six that we've had. It's just a get-together and a thank you to all my listeners and readers who have supported me throughout the year. I just like to throw a party once a year uh, for everybody. And there's an open bar for three hours. Uh, We mingle. Uh, There's uh, prize giveaways and a raffle and... Just a lot of fun had, and it's a way to for me to thank you uh, and just say hi to everybody and for those that have supported over the years. And, um, yeah, we've already uh, filled up about a quarter of, uh, of the slots in one day. So hopefully um, this will get – I mean, I know it's going to reach the 80 to 90-person limit. It usually does, and unless there's some cancellations at the end. But um, – it's going to be in the same uh, room as the party was, I think, for four now of the six seasons, six years I've had it. So uh, keep that in mind. And I 
Obviously, the party is Friday, June 2nd. There is an outside chance if I can find a different place to have it in Vegas, a different room, a different hotel, I might do it. But they offer me the best deal, and unless another hotel comes to me with a better deal, chances are it's going to be in that room at Mandalay, which is uh, a perfect. The only thing about that room for people that have been to that party is it does get a little hot in there with 80 to 90 people because the uh, ceilings are so low. And last year I was like, screw it. I put every room, the air conditioner on 65 and yeah, it's cool in there when nobody's in there, but when 80 or 90 people are in there, even at 65 in every room, it it gets uh, a little warm. And that's the only thing that bothers me uh, about that room. But um, yeah, it's going to be June 2nd in Mandalay at, 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 in Vegas. So um, you respond. And like I said, about a quarter of the people have, and you're already on the list. So take it from there. So yesterday, a story came out that has been floating around the internet for a while. And it was the fact that Greer Blitzer, the girl who got the first impression rose from Zach on Monday night, she had some old tweets that resurfaced a while ago. And because the show aired last night, it got more attention because when it was first brought to the attention, they were still filming the show. Nobody's really covering it, especially media, the main media outlets. But since Greer was a major figure in the episode on Monday night, it turned into um, something to where she felt the need to address it. You know, she could have addressed it any night before last night, but she did yesterday because a Sun article um, brought it to the forefront. And it was tweets from hers where she defended a student back in high school who had attended a party in blackface. So for those that didn't hear it, this and you didn't see her Instagram story where I think she let. Yeah, let me double check here. Yeah. On her Instagram story, she posted a notes where she wrote the journey to love is filled with lessons. And these lessons are also made in our journey of growth in my past. I have made some uneducated, ignorant, and frankly wrong comments on my social media accounts. In particular, in 2016, I used misguided arguments on Twitter to defend a student who dressed in blackface as Tupac for Halloween. I'm deeply sorry to those I have hurt, especially those within the black community, not because these screenshots have resurfaced, but because I ever shared those harmful opinions at all. Time and age do not excuse my actions, but this is not a reflection of who I am today. I do not stand by or condone the damaging opinions and behaviors I shared during that stage of my life and will forever regret making those offensive remarks. Look, we've seen apologies happen in this franchise for things. Uh, We saw Eric's apology, and again, it it is words. We don't know. I mean, she says uh, she regrets it and will forever regret making those offensive remarks, and she's really... Sorry that, you know, she shared those harmful opinions, which I thought was a really interesting wording. She's she's <laughs> she's bothered by the fact that she shared those harmful opinions. But how about the fact that you had those opinions? The word racist is never mentioned anywhere in this apology, and it was done on her Instagram story, which means it's gone after 24 hours. So, look, this apology isn't for me. Um, It's words on a note that disappears after 24 hours. She didn't include the word racist. 
she clearly thought that what her mistake here was that because that is that she shared those harmful opinions publicly on Twitter in 2016, not that she actually had them. So look, um, there's definitely been better apologies than that. I will say this, but it's not my apology to accept. And I'm, I'm glad she at least addressed it, but could have been better. And going forward is where we judge her. You can say all you want in an apology, but if your actions currently don't line up with what your apology says, then what does your apology really mean? So, you know, it's not like I'm going to be sitting here and looking and dissecting every single thing that she does on Instagram. Like, obviously, if something major comes out, we'll find out about it from this point forward. But, yeah, I think that could have been better. I don't think she worded it great. And uh, the fact that she put it on a story that disappears after 24 hours, I don't know really know what that does. Unless she put it in her highlights and it stays there. I- I'm not sure if she did or not, but... I think this is something that if you really are serious about this apology, you put it in your Instagram feed and it doesn't go away. Um, I don't know why she was so reluctant to use the word racist because that's what that was. She said ignorant, uneducated, and wrong. All those things too, but it's also racist. So, um, look, I you know I'm not going to chalk it up to you know. There's PR people. Somebody could have helped her with this. I'm just saying, this could have been better. Something else that came out yesterday that I don't know if you saw this. Olivia Miller. She was a blonde girl that got eliminated night one. We had talked about her back in September when it was revealed that she was a possible contestant on this season. And I discussed this on both my column, in my column, and on the Daily Roundup, that Olivia Miller had previously dated former contestant from Becca Kufrin's season, Mike Renner, who was a former podcast guest, works for Pro Football Focus. And there was stuff sent to me when Olivia was named as a possible contestant that, Steve, they might be dating right now because she had tweeted this about him in August of 2022. And a month later, she's filming The Bachelor. So Because Mike had been a former podcast guest, I still had his number, I texted Mike directly and I said, hey, I just want to come directly to you and ask what the deal was. Was she in talks with casting while you were with her? And Mike texted me back on September 22nd and said, no, we broke up shortly after I got back from that trip. I was up in Green Bay. She told me when casting reached out to her a week or so later, I guess she was one of the last ones. I told her I was fine with her pursuing it. Seemed like from talking to her, she wouldn't have done it if I was uncomfortable with it. So that was the answer he gave me back in September. Yesterday, one day after Olivia is officially eliminated from the show and can tell the world that she's single, she posted pictures and basically said that she is with Mike now. And yesterday in my column, if you read it, I kind of threw it out there that there are people that I have heard that were together and had boyfriends uh, post-show and had gotten back with or had had boyfriends post-show, but I didn't want to throw out names. Well, she was one of them. And she confirmed it yesterday when she posted that on Instagram that she is with Mike. Now it just becomes a matter of, was Mike bullshitting me back in September? How how much were they really broken up? I mean, if Olivia lasted eight episodes on Zach's season, would they be back together? Is it the fact that she only lasted one night and she was irrelevant to this season they got back together? I don't know. But 
she clearly made it known yesterday on her Instagram, uh, and not on her stories, on her feed. Uh, her and Mike are a couple, and they are in love, and I guess they were dating pre-show. They broke up in August. There was a month there where they weren't dating. She asked him about going on the show. He was cool with it. She got back from filming, and they got back together. Happens a lot in this franchise where people are dating someone pre-show. They come back from filming, and they go back to dating them. That's not unusual, but, yeah, it just it's kind of like clearly Olivia was waiting till January 23rd or 24th, the day after, because clearly she's been dating Mike for the last few months but couldn't say anything because she has to keep up this facade that she's a single woman because she's going to be on The Bachelor and everyone's going to see her. But, yeah, her and Mike Renner are a couple. It's on her Instagram account, so good luck to them. So a little bit of ratings talk here for you. Obviously, you've probably seen, yet again, a premiere with the lowest ratings that they've ever had, but we've said this for the last four or five seasons. Every season is going down. Network television across the board is down. Last night's uh, premiere or Monday night's premiere, 2.9 million viewers, a .6 rating, and that's down from Clayton's premiere last January, which was happened to be the first Monday in January. Clayton's premiere got like 3.5 million viewers and a .9 rating, so now it's down to 2.9 million and a .6 rating. However, what nobody is reporting, even though everyone's calling it the death of the show and whatnot, again, what nobody is reporting is that if you look at ABC, The Bachelor, on this past Monday night in the women 18 to 49 demo, which is all they care about, when they give that demo of 0.6, that's every person, male or female, from 18 to 54. That's what brings that number down. Do you know what just women 18 to 49 is? The number one coveted demographic for all advertisers? The Bachelor was the number one show of the night. And it blew out everybody else again, almost by two ratings points. It drew a 7.6 rating in women 18 to 49. The second highest show on Monday night drew a 5.9. So it was 1.7 ahead of them. After that, no other show even drew five. Everything was 4.9 or less. And The Bachelor drew a 7.6 rating in the women 18 to 49. That's all you got to look at. Now, I'm not saying that the the producers of this show are, are thrilled with 2.9 million viewers and a 0.6 rating overall, but you have to break down those numbers deeper than that. They care. All they care about is the demographics of women 18 to 49 because that's the audience that they're going for. And when you win your two-hour time slot every Monday night by almost two ratings points, Yes, the overall numbers are dropping. They know this. We all know this because network TV is going to hell in a handbasket. But a 7.6 rating in women 18 to 49, not bad at all. Hell, it even drew a 3.3 in men 18 to 49, which is probably middle of the pack for last night's TV shows across all networks. And um, adults 50 plus, it was top one, two, three, four, five, six. It was in the top seven of adults 50 plus. So it's such an easy story to say, oh my God, worst, worst premiere ever, which it was if you take overall viewership, but we all know that those numbers are coming down. Uh, worst overall viewership, worst overall rating for a premiere episode. 
But tune in, you know, at the in the finale, and if it draws a little bit more and it's in the four million range, and you know, gets up to a one rating, that's going to be key because this is something that's the show. Like I said, is only focusing on women eighteen to forty nine, and to draw seven point six, which is almost two percentage points than any other show that was on network TV last night between The Good Doctor, The Neighborhood, Bob Hart's Abishola, NCIS, NCS Hawaii, America's Got Talent All-Stars, Quantum Leap, Fantasy Island, All-American. Uh, it beat all of them, so by far. So, yeah, it still rules Monday nights for its two-hour time slot in that women demo, and that's all that matters to them. And finally, we'll end with this, the... Um, Gabby and Vinny from Jersey Shore storyline that just seems to be never ending. There was obviously flirting going on when they were on Dancing with the Stars. Everybody's reading into every single caption that these two leave on each other's pictures. And then this past weekend, uh, who was it? Uh, Jesse James Decker? What's her name? I'm already forgetting. Um... Yeah, Jesse James Decker commented on one of Gabby's pictures on Instagram saying, Dancing with your honey at Vinny Guagadino. Can't wait to double date in Nashville. So immediately people ran with that and said, Oh my God, Gabby and Vinny are dating. You know, Jesse James just confirmed it. They wanted to double date or whatever. Well, yesterday, Vinny uh, did some interviews and he addressed this and said, Quote, it takes a lot more for me than just like a couple Instagram comments to be dating someone. But would I go on a double date with her and Jesse and her husband? I would actually go to dinner with Gabby. It's just that we just met. You know what I mean? It's not like anything serious. So this is something to where, again, if Vinny and Gabby were dating, we would know. They wouldn't hide it. Um, he said they have great chemistry. We're both like comedians, so that's why we get along, and that's why we also flirt so much on Instagram because we have that same banter with each other. Hell, I mean, they might be just, you know, hooking up for fun, which, you know, doesn't surprise me uh, if it was true. We don't know. But for them to be serious, like, I think this would be something that both of them would not be shy about sharing. If they were in a serious relationship, they would tell everybody, like, hey, we're dating. They've been asked about it so much and had so many opportunities to say yes and every opportunity they've had, they said, no, we just like to, we, we flirt, we have great chemistry, we're great friends, we've been hanging out a lot. That's all it is. I don't know why people want this so bad for Gabby and, and Vinny. It's just, I don't know. I Maybe they still feel really bad for what happened with her and Eric. I don't know. And you see the story that Angelina <laughs> said that she slid into Eric's DMs and their friends? That was that was interesting. But she specifically said, like, look, we haven't even we've never even met. We've never gone on a date. But in the reality TV world, a lot of people DM slide and just talk to other people on reality TV. And she was the one who reached out to Eric after the breakup. And they've uh, she said he's really nice and they've been friends on Instagram, but they've never even met. So people shouldn't uh, read into that at all. But, yeah, I think a lot of people want. Vinny and Gabby so bad and who knows maybe down the road it will happen but right now they've said it enough times to where I don't know why people constantly keep saying yes they are and because Jesse James Decker left an Instagram caption that obviously means that oh they must be dating it's like no 
it doesn't mean they're dating. You know, it just means that they're all friends and double date doesn't mean a double date with another couple that's in a serious relationship. It's just like, hey, hey, Vinny, hey, Gabby, if you guys are in Nashville together, why don't you go out with me and my husband? You know, so Vinny addressed it. I'm sure the next time someone leaves another comment, it'll get brought up that, oh, my God, Vinny and Gabby are dating. So this seems to be never ending until one of them actually gets a significant other and admits I am dating someone else. Um, But we will see. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. We are back yet tomorrow with another podcast. Well, Thursday, meaning we have three podcasts. We've got the Daily Roundup. We've got the Sports Daily, which today is coming about an hour from now. And then we've got another Thursday interview podcast. You'll like this one with uh, two guys that cover The Bachelor in podcast form. So I will keep you updated on that tomorrow. So thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you!